Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Honey, we're back. It's an excellent adventure. It's an excellent week. We have had a time. What episode is this? This is 42, I think, or three. I'm not sure. <laughs> we we sort of lost the thread. Well, num- we double, we double, uh, I, we, I double numbered, even though I honestly think it was when you were in charge of the title one uh-huh, week. Okay. Mm. I double numbered the podcast, uh, I think between 39 and 40. So mm. there were two episode 40s, I think. Um, mm. But I have since fixed it in the feed. Right. So some of you may have downloaded the episode already, and then your your library looks very confused as to, did I miss Sorry an episode? Sorry to confuse your library. You didn't miss an episode. Nope. I just messed up. Whatever. It happens. So we're here. Uh, we are fresh off of some fun, and boy, oh boy, honey. It has been a week. Mm-hmm. I can't believe that was last week. It feels like a, nine months ago. Yeah, because a million hugely annoying things happened. 
<laughs> it was a series of annoying events that only we could have predicted. You know what I was I was telling someone, I was telling my friend about what happened uh today uh, on the phone and I was like if someone told me this story like in the back of my mind, I would like maybe not totally believe them. Really? Because it seems so crazy. Like how could all of this stuff happen? You know what I mean? I mean, I know what happened and I don't find it that crazy. I still cannot believe that. I, I kind of can't believe that it happened. Yeah. Should we do business up top or should we get right into it? Uh, let's get the business out of the way. Okay. Maybe people actually listen to the business. <laughs> it's the business. Everybody's favorite part of the podcast business. Uh, you guys got a bonus episode. Email us your questions with the subject of bonus episode. That's the subject line. If you email us previously and we didn't get to it, uh, feel free to email us again. Bump it to the top, guys. Pinging you on this, you could write. <laughs> uh, classic uh, thing for people to write when they're... Just say circling back on the bonus episode. Yeah, circling back on the bonus episode question. Uh, Dory would like to thank you all for leaving Amazon reviews. And once again, please, if you could find it in your heart, you have a Goodreads account or you're, you're bored and you want to make one. You're maybe you're at work right now and you're just listening to the podcast while some files are processing or something. You can go ahead and make a Goodreads account. I'm going to turn off my phone, which is getting a phone call right now. I knew that was coming. The cell stuff was uh, going nuts. I hear And it. it's gone. Officially. Okay. Back to Goodreads. Is your phone off? Uh, it's in airplane mode. Okay, cool. If you are not doing anything, make a Goodreads account. Leave a review of Dory Shafrir's uh, groundbreaking new novel, startup, a novel. Uh, or if you don't feel like writing a review, just like the nice reviews. It'll help Dory not be so sad. Startup is available as an ebook in the UK, Australia, South Africa, New Zealand. Hardcover will be available at the end of August. Anything to say about that, honey? Uh, if you live in one of those countries, please buy my book. It's also obviously available, still available in the U.S. and Canada. Yes. Uh, Facebook group. Guys, the Facebook group has been popping off. Lots of activity on there. A lot of stories. A lot of fascinating things. Stuff we're not even... You know, when people post on the po on the Facebook group, you know, sometimes there's interesting things. Where I'm like, should we talk about this on the podcast? And the door are like, no. The Facebook group is for the Facebook group. And it's for the people who are there to read and support each other help each other out that is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash excellent adventure head over there see what we're talking about a lot of activity now all that being said yes i did reach out to someone this week and ask if we could use her post on the podcast there you go we would never do it without asking apparently yep uh she said yes so Great. we have that to look forward to. If you uh, feel the need to find out more about this podcast, you can go to excellentadventure.com. If you even feel a greater need to support the podcast, you can also do that at excellentadventure.com. And, of course, you can email us at doryandmatt at gmail.com and mattanddory at gmail.com. The phone number is 413-461-BABY. And I feel like a lot of you... Uh, are you well can also even email us through the website. That's true. You can go to the website. Uh, excellentadventure.com and email us. Yep. Uh, but 413-461-BABY, I was going to say, a lot of you probably already know that because we got some voicemails this week. We sure did. All right. Back to the continuing saga of Dory Shafrir's uterus. Oh, my God. I, 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 so, okay. So, as everyone knows, yeah. last week, we recorded on Friday. We did. And 
We were gearing up for my surgery on Monday. We recorded on Friday. We were on the East Coast. That's right. Okay, so. Yeah. Um, and... That, that Even that feels like two months ago. It does. My surgery was at noon. I had to be at my clinic at 9.30 for a pre-op appointment at 10. Yeah, so, you know, when you're having 9.30 pre-op appointment, or rather 10 o'clock pre-op appointment... And you're having surgery. What does that mean for the person having surgery? It means you can't eat or drink anything. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Um, someone in the Facebook group was like, Psst, I'm a nurse, and you can actually have water and black coffee up to two hours before the surgery, but don't tell anyone. You just told everyone. Oh, shit. And that was in the Facebook group. Yeah. We have a rule. I know. I'm sorry, but I, I you know, I look... You can't you can't eat anything. You can't put anything in your coffee. But up to two hours before your surgery, it turns out you actually can have a sip of water and some black coffee. You know who took advantage of that? Dory Shafrir, because Shafrir. my surgery wasn't until noon. Look, if your surgery is at seven a.m., like you probably don't need to take advantage of this, right. and you probably won't be able to because you're not up. But your surgery is at noon. And you have this appointment and you're just like, oh, my God, I'm so thirsty. I need some caffeine. That's what I was thinking. Yes. But when I turned on the coffee maker, Matt was like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Um, so we go to the pre-op appointment. You know what I thought was fu- like interesting? It was that Dr. March like took my vitals. He like took my blood pressure. Yeah. Like he wasn't too like I, I, I love that. He wasn't too like precious. He wasn't like, I'm the doctor. I don't, I don't like do these mundane tasks. You know what I mean? Yes. Cause I feel like usually if you go to the doctor, like those are the things that the nurse does or the physician's assistant or the whoever, like, and then the doctor waltzes in and is like, I'm the doctor. <laughs> That's exactly what they do all yeah. the time. But Dr. Marjorie's like, yeah, hey, I'll take your blood pressure and then mm-hmm. I'll look in your uterus. Um, no, he was looking at my cervix uh-huh. for some reason. I think he wanted to make sure it wasn't infected or something. I don't know. You know, I think he just had to make sure the strike zone was in working order. Stop trying to make the strike zone happen. I think it's happening. It's not Catching happening. Fire. It's not happening on this podcast. All over the Facebook group, people are just talking about the strike zone. Uh, no, they're not. <laughs> Which, you know, you don't you don't pop into the Facebook group that often. So. That's true. I don't, I'm, in fairness to me, I'm not on Facebook ever. That's true. Yeah. More looks like I looks like I post, but uh, it's just because back when you could tie your Twitter to your Facebook, I turned that on. Oh, why don't you unturn that on? Because then it would I would have no Facebook presence whatsoever. Well, isn't that what you want? Wouldn't be able to weed out who my weird relatives are. Oh, I see. Based on what they comment on posts. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I see. Um. Anyway, so then we drove over to the surgery center, and we were doing the surgery at the surgery center because they take my insurance. Um, was that why I thought yes. it was because the OR? At... No, it was because they take my insurance. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Um. So I thought your phone was on airplane. How did mode. that? Ha- I no. I literally was like, "How did that happen?" It's connected to your computer. Oh, that's how. I was very confused by that situation. I got a message on my wrist, and I was so dumbfounded. Yeah. Uh. So anyway. 
No, we were doing it at the surgery center because they took my insurance. The only person I was going to have to pay out of pocket was Dr. March, but everyone else, like the anesthesiologist, the operating room, yeah. the whole thing was going to be covered by insurance. That was why we were doing it at the surgery center. Instead I didn't realize Having that. to pay out of pocket at... Uh, I, for some reason, thought CFP. it was like the facilities weren't there at CFP for no. that kind of surgery. No, they have all the facilities there. Oh, my there. God. Yeah. Wish I'd known that. Wow. Might have been worth it. Well, in retrospect... <laughs> Yes, it would uh-huh. have been. Um, so, okay, we drive over to the surgery center. So far, everything's fine. Also, this worked out because we weren't back to work until Tuesday. Well, you week. weren't back to work until Tuesday. When I say we, I always mean me. Yeah. Um, so I didn't have to take any time off work or anything like that. Yeah, it, uh, it, it was, was like, somehow, it was great. It was somehow convenient. And it was like, oh my God, we don't have to be there till 930? We can actually leave at like... 8 30 or something yeah we don't have to get up at the crack of dawn it was great Bo could get a normal walk get a normal walk um yeah all those things so we get over the surgery center we find street parking somehow um and then we get into we get we get to the waiting room and matt's like it's really hot in here and at that point i'm like really hungry and thirsty and i was just like if it's too hot for you you can wait outside yeah, and I got she like was really, not, I was uh, like, I was at that point I was, I was getting very like agitated, but I felt like it was unreasonably hot in the lobby uh, or the waiting room of the surgery center. And, and she did snap at me and say that, uh, you could, you always complain, which those of you on the podcast who are listening, you get it. I do always complain, mm-hmm. but I felt like I had good reason to complain. Anyway, it was hot. It was hot. So... I just said what I said. Dory said that. I checked I like, in. I filled, out, I filled out all the paperwork. Mm-hmm. They're just like, okay, have a seat. Wait. We're sitting there. It's hot. Then like probably like 40 minutes go by. Mm-hmm. And they finally are like, okay, we're going to take you back. The nurse like comes out and she's like, so um, I'm going to take you back and I'm going to have you fill out some more paperwork and take your vital signs. But just so you know, um, our air conditioning's broken, mm. and it broke this morning. We canceled all of our surgeries this morning, and it, it's supposed to be fixed by noon. So we didn't cancel our afternoon surgeries. And I'm like, uh-huh. And then she's like, so, you know, um, if they can't fix the AC, we can't, op- like, we can't use the OR. There's no AC. And I'm like, okay and then she's like so we're not gonna be able to do the surgery today was that the first annoying thing when it was hot or was there was there like a little kerfuffle up at the desk no okay um and so i was like uh okay well i don't think i'm gonna get into my hospital gown if there's a chance we might not do the surgery today right so and I'm just like, what? And then I'm like, oh, Matt was right. It is hot in here. Yeah. Um, and then blah, 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 vital signs, paperwork, come back out to the lobby. A few more minutes go by. A different nurse comes up the elevator and like I hear her say to another person, it's not going to be fixed today. They they don't have this part. Yeah, they uh, they brought the wrong part with them. Yeah, classic air conditioning, classic HVAC situation. Um, so I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. 
oh my God, like yeah. I'm not going to do the surgery today. Also, we were we were in a bit of a time crunch because I knew Dr. March was going out of town. Yes. For like at least a week um, and later in the week. And I was just like, wait, what? I'm not going to do my surgery today because the air conditioning's broken? Like how is this a thing? Oh, hello, Bo. Oh, Bo, stop licking the mic. That's disgusting. Bo, say hello. Ew. Bo. Hi, Bo. Hi, Bo. Hi, Bo. Oh, oh. Matt is making out with Bo right now. Bo is making out with me. Bo, say hi. Say hi. You made him, you already made him say hi. Say hi, Bo. Okay, hi. you made him say hi. Use your use your voice, Bo. He's, <laughs> ew. Maybe he thinks this is microphone toy. Bo just got... Dead. We was dead all day. This is what he does. This is all what Bo does. Day. We went on a nice long walk this afternoon. Um, he. Uh, what else happened? Oh, uh, so I was recording a podcast in my office, and Dory had left. And we have a back gate that is manual, and Dory opened the gate and left. Meanwhile, the door to the outside was open, and Bo was so lazy that he did not go outside. Luckily and run out of the yard but that's how lazy he was the door was open he had every opportunity to get up and go and he just slept and now of course we're recording a podcast and he's amped up well now he just went and laid down he gets it he knows what podcasting is oh he does i think so i mean the microphone is his favorite toy he's been on many podcasts that's true so um so anyway so time crunch march is at leaving town and and i'm like this cannot be happening, but mm-hmm. it was happening. It was indeed. So I call CFP yes. and I'm like, cause Dr. March hadn't gotten there yet. True. And I was like, so they're not going to do the surgery today. They also, they hadn't, I don't think they had called him. They like, they oh, didn't, right. they they didn't yeah. call me to even say that this was a possibility. Right. Like, I just thought that was so crazy. That's it was, it was pretty crazy. You know, they sent me today. I got an email from them. Please fill out this survey. Oh boy! And I was like, "Oh, here we go." (laughs) Look, I when all the questions about the nurses and the the you know all that stuff, I said everything was fabulous. They were wonderful. I was treated very well. Everything having to do with the AC. Yeah, I was like. And the AC portion of the survey. The AC portion of the survey. Sure. And when they said, would you recommend, like, would you recommend the surgery center to friends and relatives? And I was like, nope. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you better enter me in that drawing for the $100 Amazon gift card. <laughs> um, so they are like, finally, they're like, okay, we're rescheduling you for Thursday at 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. I'm like. Okay, but I was like, isn't Dr. March going to be away? And the nurse is like, the nurse at CFP is like, no, uh, like he, he said that was great. Um, he's going to leave town right after that. And I'm like, okay, great. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. that's annoying, but at least it's rescheduled and it's at 7 a.m., which is like more convenient than noon. Yeah. And like, whatever. And Matt will just have to take time off and deal and it'll be fine, whatever. So, okay. So I like, I get, you know, then I'm like, I'm fucking starving. So we, and Matt was like, why don't we just go across the street to Whole Foods? And I was like, 
I don't want Whole Foods. Yeah, she did not want Whole Foods. Well, you know what it was? It was, <clears throat> excuse me. Sorry, I'm choking to death. It's okay, honey. You can choke to death as long as you live. Okay, so you know what it was? I just started envisioning walking into Whole Foods and being confronted with a million choices of things to eat. Yeah, I was thinking, man, I'm on that diet now. Don't know where I want to start. Uh, you know, to rather, you know, I have to, you know, starting today, that day being Monday. And I was like, well, Whole Foods, I can at least pretty easily find something to eat. So seems like a reasonable situation. But I and it was very unreasonable. No, to I did not a want very it. unreasonable Dory Shafrir. But I had reason to be unreasonable. That's true. I was like, I just want to go to Starbucks. Yes, you had Starbucks so, on the brain. I did just because I was like, okay, we can go in. I know what I'll get. Uh huh. I'll eat it and we can leave and I can go home. Yep. And then I like messaged my manager over slack and i was like this is crazy but this is what happened today and so now i have to take thursday off and she was like whoa that's crazy yeah so then tuesday rolls around let's also say that we two of us proceeded to order our lunch at starbucks and i paid 38 dollars for two people at starbucks i thought you paid 30 something like it was it was in the 30s yeah. It was crazy. I've never seen such a bill for two people at Starbucks. Well, you got two you got two orders of sous vide egg bites. Egg white, white bites, egg white bites. They're the best things in the world. And I got one order of bacon gruyere sous vide egg bites. Yes. So right there we're at like $15. $15. Yes. Then then you get your venti iced americano. No, no. Then you got more food. Oh yeah, I got the bantam bagel bites. <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Give me those bantam bagel bites." Yeah. Which Shark are, Tank. Which are delicious, by the way. They're fantastic. I've had them before, yeah. They're very good. Because um, I was like, I deserve them. Give me all the carbs. Yeah. And you, um, you did deserve them, honey. After Thank a, you. After what you'd been through. Thank you. Um, so then Tuesday rolls around. And I'm like, ugh. Tuesday. Anyway. <laughs> um. And you were home when I got the call. So it must have been in the, was it in the? I think it was in the morning. Was it in the morning? Yeah. Okay. So I get a call from CFP, different nurse. She's like, just calling to confirm everything's like. It was definitely in the morning because I went to poker Tuesday night. Okay. Like calling to confirm everything's like, you know, you're ready to go for your surgery tomorrow. And I'm like, wait, what? Tomorrow? I thought it was Thursday. She's like, oh, no. Dr. March is going to be out of town Thursday. And I was like, oh, that's what I thought. Like, uh, I knew this. Mm-hmm. So, okay. She's like, no, no, it's definitely tomorrow, 7 a.m. like, okay. So I say to Matt, surgery's tomorrow. <laughs> you know, message my manager again, switching it to Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been very open with my manager about all of this. I'm like, is this too much information? And she was like, no. Um, and so we get up at five on Wednesday. We're like, okay, we can walk Bo at five and then we'll be home by like nine 30. So he'll be fine. We'll just walk him again when he gets, when we get home. And then Mary Jane was coming at one. It's very optimistic. Yes. Um, he didn't poop. He did not poop. He had a he had a quick walk up and down the block uh, at about five fifteen in the morning. 
I think he was very sleepy and confused. Very, very confused. But he's confused by dark. Yeah. Like when we're going out for a walk and it's dark in the morning. Yeah. He's like, what is happening? Yeah. And then when we put him inside and then left, he was he extra was confused. Not, yeah. He was like, why are, why are they leaving? Yeah. Um, so because I'd already done the pre-op exam on Monday, I didn't have to do another pre-op exam. So we went straight to the surgery center and I check in and I go and sit down and then I get called back up to the desk and the lady's like, your surgery is tomorrow. Mm. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait a second. What are you talking about? She's like, Oh no, you're on the, you're on the schedule for tomorrow. You're not, you're not having your surgery today. And I was like, uh, Dr. March is out of town tomorrow. There's no way he can do the surgery tomorrow. Cause he's not here. Mm-hmm. I'm here right now. Yeah. Uh, I didn't do the surgery Monday because your air conditioning broke. <laughs> also true. Uh, the woman at the front desk was this, there was a different woman. She was very, she, this woman was very nice and was like, like, Oh, this is fucked up. Yeah. And also, you know, it was crazy. Cause I was like, it's fucking, what time was it? Six, was o'clock, six, in the six o'clock in the morning, six o'clock in the morning. And she's like, I'll call. California, I'll call CFP, but they're—I don't think they're open. But I knew, like, I knew they had a twenty-four-hour on-call person, and I also knew because we had had this conversation with Doctor March. I knew that he leaves his house at four thirty in the morning, and that he gets to CFP at five. So I was like, "Oh, he's already been there for like an hour. Like he's there." <laughs> so I good, was like, "Good he knowledge." Can, I was like, "He can be paged." Uh huh. Um. What is that noise? It's people yelling oh. outside. Should we shut that door? Sure. Okay. I guess I'm doing that. I can do it. No, I'll do it. You keep talking and telling the story. Um, can you also turn off the TV? It's very distracting. Thank you. Um, so call CFP. I try to explain the situation to the on-call nurse. And granted, it's a it's an unusual situation. Um, but I think I, she grasped it and I was like, I just need you to get Dr. March like on the phone. And so she's like, okay, he's going to call you back. So he calls me back a couple of minutes later and he's like, I don't know who's angrier, <laughs> me or you. And I was like, well, I'm pretty angry. Like, what is happening? And he was like, I don't know who messed up. I'm calling the head of the surgery center. He was he was very angry. Yeah, at six o'clock in the morning. Six too. o'clock in the morning. Um, and then he was like, Don't leave. Stay there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to call you back. And I'm like, okay. Which is good that it was Dory getting surgery. Because if it was me, I would have already had a like a spinach feta wrap in my mouth by this point. I would have been like, well, fuck it, I'm not having surgery, so I'm gonna eat. You know, it's interesting. I had this conversation with my therapist mm-hmm. and I was telling her everything that had happened and how I felt like the universe was against me this week. And she was like, you know, but think about it, like you like you knew what to do. Like you called, you made it happen that again, like you made it happen. Mm -hmm. You advocated for yourself. She was like, not everyone would have done that. I was like, you're right. I mean, what's the other option? 
waiting till he comes back from the thing. Yeah. And then having to get on some other fucking cycle again. Yeah. It's yeah. Insane. So, um, so he, he calls me back and he's like, okay, they're going to fit you in at nine 45 today. At this point it's six 45. Yeah. And oh like, God, I forgot about this period of time Yes, where we, so then I go back up to the desk and I'm like, uh, I'm going to, they said I could do it at nine 45 and they're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. You're, I see you're already on the schedule. <laughs> and they're like, you can leave and come back. Just come back at eight 30. And I'm like, uh, okay, we're in Santa Monica. Yeah. Like it's rush hour at this point. Right. Cause there's like a little tiny bit of you. That's like, maybe I can get home, give Bo a walk. Right. But it, it would have been absolutely impossible to get back in time. So I'm like, great. We have, we have two hours to kill mm-hmm. and I can't eat or drink anything. So back to Starbucks, we went, Yep. but I was like, Matt, you need to eat and drink something. Matt in solidarity, we hadn't eaten or drank anything, but I was like, this is ridiculous. You must eat and drink something. So we went to Starbucks. I had a sip of his iced Americano because it was more than two hours before the surgery. And, and it was, was clear like, liquid guys. I only, I drink coffee and yeah. Americanos black. Yeah. So. so I was like, no, this is, and I had a sip of water too. Yeah. Um, I proceeded to have sous vide egg white bites again. Yep. Which I've had nearly every day <laughs> since Monday. You're, you're doing like a super size me thing, but with Starbucks. Yes, but with Starbucks. <laughs> um, so yeah, so we hung out in the Starbucks for like almost two hours and then finally just went back and they did the surgery yeah. Had a kind of like hunky anesthesiologist. Um, yeah, I could see that. Sure. At one point he, oh, oh, also, also on Monday, yeah. I had um, bandages on both of my arms because when I went to get my blood taken, they hadn't been able to get it out of my first arm. Yeah. Because you're, when you're dehydrated, it's harder to get your blood out. Mm-hmm. So when you're like preparing for surgery and you don't, have anything to drink it's like extra hard and i already have small veins and dr march was like what happened and i told him and then we went into the whole thing about how like every time i get anesthesia they can never get the iv in blah 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 blah. we always have to the nurses always try like five times and then finally the anesthesiologist has to do it and he was like okay well you know just go straight to the anesthesiologist i was like totally and then i'm like (laughs) sitting there and I say to the nurse, um, look, I have really small veins. It's really hard to get the IV in. I think I'd rather just wait for the anesthesiologist. What's up? Bo's licking his butt. Of course he is. Bo, so, relax. Um, and she was like kind of offended, which I get. She was like, well, I, I put in more IVs than the anesthesiologist. And I was like, okay, fair. Yep. And then she was like, she like looks at my veins and she's like, oh, you do have small veins. And she's like, oh, give me one try. And she was like, I'll do it in one try. I was like, okay, you get one try. And she didn't do it. Yep. <laughs> and I have a really nice bruise right now on my arm from where she tried to put it in. Uh, yep. I can see the vein. I see the bruise. Yep. Um, and she was like, oh, like she was very confident that she was going to yeah. get it in and she did not. And then the anesthesiologist got it in one try on my hand. He'd used a double, um, tourniquet. Yeah. 
really pump those veins up. Yeah, and he was like, this is the trick you have to use. I was like, all right. And it worked. It worked. First try, boom. Boom. Then and, I went to sleep. Yep. And the surgery, I got to tell you, I, you know, March came in with his keys in his hand <laughs> and his prescription pad. In his pocket. And a frantic look on his face and was like, I'll see you. He's like, I'll see you in about 45 minutes. And then you're going to go to Walgreens. You're going to get the prescription. I'm going to write it. When I come back to see you, you're going to go. Go to Walgreens, put the prescription in. That way when she's done, you can just go right there and pick it up and then go. It's like, okay. Um, And then I moved the car because we parked in a metered space again. This time at Pacific Surgery Center. And uh, or surgery center of the Pacific, whatever. Um, and you know, I stopped at 7 Eleven while you're in surgery, had a great time, mm. had a quest bar, and uh, came back in. And I was like, oh, I gotta kill some time now. I sit down, and a minute after I sat down, doctor came out with pictures of your uterus. Yeah, we have like really nice color photos of the progression of the removal of the fibroid. Yeah, that he hand annotated to while he was sitting there with me. <laughs> He's a character. Uh huh. Um, but yeah, everything with the surgery went great. The actual surgery went great. Went amazing. She didn't have to have a balloon. I didn't have to have a balloon. No stint. Nothing. And uh, you know, this this apparently word on the street is this doctor is very good and uh, people fly from all over. Yeah. According to a nurse. Yeah. No, it's true. Someone in the Facebook group uh, came from Maryland. Oh, really? Yes. To have surgery from Dr. March. It's amazing. He's like the he's like the leading uterine surgeon in the country. Wow. Yeah. Bet he does all right. Yeah. <laughs> he's a sweet pat in Glendale. I bet he does. And, uh, you know, he's a Yankees fan. What are you going to do? Yeah. Can't, can't can't be all good. <laughs> um so yeah and you know it was it was really nice like everyone in the Facebook group was like saying like on Monday they were like Dory hope your surgery went well like thinking of you and I just like I didn't ha- I was like I I can't go into this whole thing right now it's just too much and so I didn't really respond and I, then I like I felt bad and I was like me I hope people don't think that like I had like complications and I like can't respond um because the surgery was actually on Wednesday <laughs> saving it for the air huh saving it for the air um I, so you know, thank you to everyone who wished me well and I very much appreciate it and Brie uh Brie uh, who I work with who's uh works out of Doug Robinson's office uh she asked me how the surgery went and I was like, it went very well, but, uh, she's fine. And, uh, it was pretty crazy and you'll hear about it on the podcast. Does she listen to the podcast? Yes. Oh, that's so nice. So there you go. There you go. Um, we're both saving it for the air. Yeah. One, someone sent me flowers and chocolate. Uh huh. Um, someone else sent me chicken soup. Uh, yes. Uh, it was an amazing that very was, sweet. That was when I thought you were being murdered on the ring video doorbell. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that all happened mm-hmm. and, uh, I go in for a follow up next week with Dr. Beck. Probably next Friday, right? 
I think they said next Because he Tuesday. said, I'll see you in 10 days. I know. But then when I called, but then when I called CFP, they were like, no, your follow-up's going to be with Dr. Beck. Mm. Okay. So, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was just, it was like the whole thing was exhausting and I was already stressed out about it. We talked last week about how I was already anxious and stressed out about it. And then it became approximately 1,000 times more stressful. Yes. It was really a remarkable series of events. And just, it was, an, it was, it had, it has been an exhausting week. Yeah. Um, you know, I know how I feel and I can only imagine how you feel. So. Well, I'll tell you how I feel, which is that Friday night I was supposed to, I was going to go to, uh, trying to like be more social and you know not be like mopey at home and be like i have no friends so friday night i was like there's a co-worker's birthday party mm-hmm. and i was like i'm gonna go it's gonna be great and then friday came i went to pilates and what's good i got home from pilates and i was like mm, i'm pretty tired and she had said that she was going to get to the bar at nine. So like, I, oh, God. I obviously wasn't going to show up before her. So I was like, all right, nine's the earliest I could get there. I was like, mm, pretty tired. And then I was like, I'm not going to make it to this party. And then at nine 30, I got into bed That's crazy. and read. And at nine 45, I know this because I was like, what time is it? No, no, it's nine 45. I I'm turned out so the light and I went to sleep. Envious of that. That's and you amazing. played poker. I did. I did. I played poker. I agreed to, you know, I signed up for the game a week before. So really didn't anticipate that I would be so tired. Yeah. And we played till I don't know, one o'clock in the morning, I want to say. Yeah. At least you didn't lose any money. That's true. And, the, you know, the Tuesday game of which I had to wake up at five. 4.45 in the morning, I got home at 2. Mm-hmm. So. Wait, no. You said you stopped playing at 12.40. 12 we stopped at 12.40. I probably, yeah, I probably got home at 1.30. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know me, I go right to sleep as soon as I get home. So. <laughs> that was a brutal alarm. It was. That was a brutal alarm. It sure was. Yeah. Oh, my God. I don't ever want to do that again. We'll probably have to. This is why I don't want a kid. Earth-shattering news for Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure listeners. I hate tiny increments of sleep. (laughs) Hate Mm -hmm. with a passion. That's going to be a problem. Yeah, I know. I mean, I don't love them either. It's the least, it's the thing I'm least looking forward to as a parent. Yeah. As a potential parent. Yeah. Is the is the is the sleep pattern? Yeah. Oh but boy! But you know, not. I mean, if you'd like to volunteer to be a free night nurse, <laughs> give us a call at four one three four six one baby. Subject line: night nurse. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, anything else to say about our crazy week? Uh, no. Just that I'm glad it's over. Great. Yeah. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like, I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item that's right every time you buy their socks tees or underwear you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness to date bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting i mean bombas can make returns easy as well i don't know why you'd return anything because what but they do have a 100 percent happiness guarantee so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason They'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know those like, you know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, if for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Dory's going to kill me. I'm going to kill him. Matt is... Really, Real piece of work. Really pushing my buttons yep. these days. Some off-air button pushing, guys. Oh, boy. We so do it, too. We heard from a bunch of people about um, all the stuff we talked about last week about naming Jewish naming conventions. <laughs> Sounds like a next Conference. to Comic-Con. <laughs> the Jewish naming convention. Yeah, the weekend after at the San Diego Convention Center is the Jewish naming convention. Yeah, so... Uh, Yitzi. We heard from Chana. Tova. No, we heard from Chana. I'm just, I'm being a guy at the naming convention. Okay. Um, who wanted to clarify a few things. She said, she's writing to clarify about the evil eye. You mentioned 
that it knows that you have a baby coming and it kills the baby. That's a, I think that's a paraphrase. Uh, in reality, it's not a boogie monster at all. In Judaism, we're taught to be grateful for the privileges and blessings in our lives. Showing off one's blessings is considered distasteful. Get the memo, everyone. <laughs> Flaunting one's blessings in front of others can elicit feelings of shame and embarrassment in them if they haven't received those blessings. Pregnancy is a huge blessing, so many keep it quiet for this reason. But it's by no means a Jewish law to do so, just a custom. I feel like Facebook should get wind of this. <laughs> About baby names, the issue that Matt brought up, there's an Ashkenazi Eastern European custom to name after deceased relatives as a way of honoring their lives and memories. Now, since I'm 98.6% Ashkenazi. Yeah, that's true. Uh, this is a custom of mine. Mm-hmm. Matt also mentioned a possible issue with choosing a baby name that a relative recently used for their own baby. Mm-hmm. I, d- I didn't mean to imply that that was a Jewish thing at all. That was just a thing that... Is that just a Dory thing? That's just a Dory thing. Understood. Go ahead. Uh, Hannah says, actually, this is a very common practice. When an elderly patriarch matriarch of the family dies, it's quite beautiful to see grandchildren and great-grandchildren born and named after the person. You even have cousin clubs of cousins that are all named after the same relative. Oh. So we could have a Sam. That sounds great. He'd just be Sam Myra instead of Sam Shafrir. Sam Mayday Myra. Mayday? Mayday Malone. Oh, yeah. Hope to clear up some misconceptions. Thank you again for opening up and sharing your journey. Sending hugs and blessings from Brooklyn. Good Shabbos. <laughs> I think she sent that on Friday. That's great. Yeah. So thank you, Hana. Um, we also got... Uh, couple voicemails about this i'm gonna i'm gonna play one of them okay right now okay hey matt and dory this is jenny in atlanta uh and while i live in the south i still identify as a midwesterner just want to make that clear up front so i love your podcast i've been listening to it since the start i'm about a year and a half into ivf world but very little ivf uh has actually taken place because i keep needing to have body parts removed <laughs> so i'm down sounds familiar down an ovary, you. down a fallopian tube and about to be down another fallopian tube in august so oh, i'm boy. feeling you during this week of your um surgery wishing you all the best wishing you lots of bland deliciousness after it all goes well mm-hmm. thank um, you so i finally thought of a question after listening to your episode this week. Um, I have had lots of questions come up and thought about writing in or calling in, but then someone in the Facebook group or someone would call in and ask the very same question and all of my answers, all the answers will become clear. Great. But I don't, but after you all were talking about naming conventions in the Again, Jewish and Catholic like faith, <laughs> I finally thought of one that I wanted your opinion on. So my husband and I are in a heated debate if this baby thing ever happens, what we will name our kid. I love the idea, you know, as a, as a Jenny born Jennifer, I love the idea of having like a formal fancy name with a nickname that you go by. Um, And my husband is of the thought that if you want to call the child, the nickname, just name it the nickname, No, but it's not as adorable then. So (laughs) this is the ongoing debate in our house. An example being Henry, calling it Hank, 
him. I guess that would be a boy. Yeah. Um, and my husband's like, no, no, we're just going to name it Hank. Like, come on. So we, very heated, very upsetting. We have long walks around Atlanta debating this, and um, there is no end in sight. So I hope chances you're... are, if after this next surgery and after a, a frozen transfer, there's an infant, it will take years and years. This kid will be like 16 before we can actually put a name on the birth certificate. So <laughs> would love your thoughts on naming a kid the nickname you want to call it versus like a long, longer formal name. Um, I'm sure there will be some some hot thoughts on this from you all and from your listeners. So anyway, thanks so much. Look forward to seeing you, Dory, at the Decatur Book Festival. Depending on the status of the contents of our uteri, um, when you're here, we'll love to grab a drink with you. Um, And any other (laughs) listeners who are around, I'll see you at Leon's on the Decatur Square. Thanks. Bye. When is that? Labor Day weekend. Yeah. Bo, what are we going to do while mom's gone? Oh, Vegas. What? Oh, Bo. You're taking him to Vegas? I'm going to take Bo to the Vidara, <sighs> the dog-friendly hotel in Vegas, and, oh, and, oh. and lose my deposit because he tears apart a hotel room. Well, and he, like, eats someone in the elevator. Yeah. Um, I was going to say that I like to imagine that since they're in Atlanta, constantly walking around Atlanta, there's, like, a shot of them in Avengers uh, Infinity War with their background extras. But they're just walking by, oh, well, arguing well, about baby names. What I was thinking was, God, that must be hot. Yeah, it must be. I mean, you know, Atlanta's not always hot. There's a couple months a year where it's very nice. Uh, so here as a Matt, who is a Matthew, full name. What are you doing? Well, let me tell you. Let me let me tell you this. Oh boy, here she goes. I often get asked if Dory is short for anything. Yes, that's true. You do get asked that. Yep. Is it? No. Correct. <laughs> That's my whole point. What is the name you're named after? Dora. And why Dory? Who the F knows? Doesn't make any sense. You know, I think at the time they they thought Dora was too old fashioned. Uh-huh. But now I feel like everyone has old fashioned names. Yes. Although it would have been annoying with Dora the Explorer. Well, now you're Dory. Now I'm Dory the fucking finding Dory. fish. You were not going to win either Now way. I'm Ellen DeGeneres. Yep. Um, so, yeah. Uh, although I do like the name of Hank. You know, I but knew... just it, name it Henry. I knew a great dog named Hank. Oh, I bet you did. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I don't know. I Like, I do think it's like... Sometimes people... Adam's assistant is named Hank. Hank Johnson. That's a very like... Yep. It is. Hanky name. I'm going to ask him tomorrow if it's Henry or just Hank. I'm going to get to the bottom of it. Do you this. think anyone named Hank ever gets called Hanky? Ugh, probably. <laughs> that would be annoying. Yes, it would be. Or Honk. <laughs> honk and Frank. Um, yeah, I. you know, I. I guess... I lean towards formal name plus nickname, but I also think sometimes people like kind of just want to have it both ways. And they're like, I'm going to name my kid this like formal name. And then he's going to have this completely unrelated nickname. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, but you know, you don't always get to choose your kids' nicknames. That's true. Sometimes they just happen. Like, like sugar, like young Dylan becoming pickle. 
like Dylan becoming pickle and like my brother becoming sugar. Yes. And his name is Michael. A name which I refuse <laughs> to ever use. I mean. Thank God he got his fish tickets, everybody. He's gone to so many fish shows in the last week. Did he tell you how he got them? No. He used Starwood points. What? <laughs> yes. That's a thing you can do? There's a Starwood suite, apparently. Oh, my God. I know. How many points was that? It was a lot of points. I was like, that seems like a lot of points. He's like, I hate to use them for things like that, but it's free food and drink while you're there in the suite. <laughs> I was like, all right. Also, like now that he has two kids, he's probably not like he's not going that many places right. with the Starwood points. So if you're, uh, if you're at the Mass Square Garden show, say hi to Michael, a.k.a. Sugar. Yep. You can call him either one. He'll answer to both. Uh, his Weirdly. son now calls him Michael on occasion. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> his two-year-old son. <laughs> uh-huh. um, do you want to do another voicemail or pop into an email? Well, we heard from a couple of people. Um, we put out the egg signal last week for the uh, infertile lesbians. Mm, we did, yes. Um, and we got a voicemail about that that I would like to play. Let's hear it. Okay. Hi, Matt and Dory. This is Karen from North Carolina calling. Um, I was calling. I just listened to the voicemail or email from V in the episode about going from infertility to adoption. Um, while I'm a lesbian, my husband and I tried for four years. We did five or six rounds of IVF transfers. Obviously, none of it worked. And um, we ended up adopting. We just adopted our second um, infant from the United States three months ago, and she's great. Um, anyway, I did want to say a few things about the transition. Adoption is just as expensive and just as emotionally a roller coaster as IVF. So you won't get to get rid of any of those things, but it is a lot easier on your body. You don't have to pump yourself full of hormones and you can at least feel better about doing it that way. Um, I will also say, unfortunately, of course, it never takes away the the sadness and the grief you feel from not being able to have your own biological children but whatever you believe in i believe there's a plan and unfortunately for better or worse these kids that we have adopted are totally me and my husband's kids um they act like us like i said for better or worse (laughs) and i think it's meant to be so while adoption um doesn't erase all that all that grief from infertility uh it's still a pretty great thing so I wish her luck. And I didn't have any podcast or anything that I listened to. But if anyone comes up with one, I would love to hear about it. Um, and good luck with everything. Thanks. Bye. I'm assuming she's asking specifically about adoption podcasts. Yeah. Remember, B asked if uh, there were any adoption podcasts uh, you should yeah, listen yeah. to. That's a good question. Um, that's, a, that's a good Yes. Good I report from the front. Completely agree with that. The fact that that's a good report. And now, this is from Hollis on yes. the same subject. Yes. To Matt's point about B's wife possibly carrying the child, I have two thoughts. Before one, this is one, before going into any of this, uh, my wife and I, as I assume most queer couples uh, do, talked about all the options available to us uh, as a couple with two uterus, uteri. Sure, yes. uteruses. Yes, I know, but I'm like you said. Uterus. I jumped to uteri. Mm. My my eyes read ahead, and now mm. I'm thinking, is that the plural of uterus? I, I I'll say yes. Okay. Uh, and four ovaries. Two of those ovaries being much younger than mine. Ultimately, we landed on this. We would like two children. If I was able to conceive and carry child number one to term, 
Then my wife would try IUI, possibly IVF, with our donor sperm, so we'd have two kids who are half-siblings. For me, as any only child whose mother recently died. As an only child. Oh, as any. I'm so sorry. It's okay. Uh, as an only child whose mother recently died, it was genetics. It was the genetics of my family that were more important to pass on than actually being pregnant. And my old eggs don't have a better shot uh, in her young uterus. So this also rules out donor embryos. If I can't get pregnant, we will adopt two children. So uh, endometriosis aside, if B has a low AMH of 0.2 and wants a biological child that has her own genetics, how much would it really improve their odds to put her bun in the wife's oven? I'm not sure. We also don't know her wife's AMH or fertility stats to compare them. Excellent point. Uh, number two, one thing we don't know is how B's wife identifies on a gender spectrum or how she presents. I know a lot of gender queer or masculine of center people who are extremely uncomfortable with some areas of their bodies. And many of them don't, e- uh, don't even get their yearly exams because they've had such horrific experiences in the gynecologists and other medical professionals. That's in quotes, professionals. There is such little knowledge and compassion among many doctors regarding the queer community, and frankly, we're usually left out of research and studies for even the most basic things, such as HPV transmission, that it is a real issue to get quality medical care to the queer community. And many have been very traumatized by doctors in the past. If a person has been traumatized in that way, they would have to relive that trauma over and over again with the amount of sonograms, tests, etc. that go along with IVF. So B, as far as adoptions, blogs, podcasts, resources, I haven't done a ton of research yet, but there is a podcast called Creating a Family that covers both adoption and IVF podcasts. The production quality is subbar. Sub, subbar hmm. is subpar not anymore uh, it's definitely no excellent adventure she says but their most recent episode is called talk about infertility and adoption also my wife and i were shocked when we were unable to find a subreddit for queer conception so we started one. Oh, that's good uh and if uh, and you may be able to find comfort in others experiencing what you have there it's called queer conception it's reddit.com forward slash r forward slash queer conception all one word. I'm sorry. It's queerception. Oh my god! I'm the worst at reading. Wow, today. you cannot read. <laughs> I would like to say, uh, is this from Hollis? Hollis. Hollis. Uh, I was saying to Dory, I had put, I had not worn my glasses all day. Uh, my eyes were getting tired, and I was like, right before we started, I was like, I'm gonna go get my glasses. I, I, I got to be able to read. So, I just, I want to apologize for mangling the email so badly here it is this subreddit is called queerception which is a much better name than what i said Mm -hmm. so reddit.com forward slash r forward slash queerception that's q u e e r c e p t i o n you can also search instagram for the hashtag lesbians ttc oh a little hashtag tip. There you go. Like I said, B, I know your journey is not like uh, uh is not just like yours. Oh my I god! I know our... our journey. I'm doing here's, better reading this upside down. Here's the situation right now, Hollis. This is what it's like to be on a team 
as I'm sure you know. Dory is now going to finish reading. <laughs> like I said, B, I know our journey is not just like yours. This is so much better. We've been able to try a few times and you may not have had that chance. So I don't want to pretend to know what you're going through. But struggling with infertility on top of being gay is definitely not something you're alone in. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Great sentiment. Yeah. Yeah. Bad reader, Matt Myra. Uh, bad reader, Matt Myra. Um, so, yeah. Um, ooh, we're going to read. You're jumping down to another email. I'm jumping down to another email. All right. Uh, This is from Marissa. I've been listening to your podcast for the past four or five months on the recommendation of a friend that I will mention later in this email and love that you are making infertility a subject to be talked about out in the open. The stigma is ridiculous and you two are chipping away at that. Your podcast has definitely made me feel less alone in this extremely alienating process. My husband and I have been trying to conceive for the past four years. I had surgery on my cervix to have some pretty aggressive cancer, yay HPV, removed this left my cervix a barely there and b what's left of it is completely scarred shut like smaller than a pinhole sized opening to get to my womb i had another surgery to try and open up my cervix with two gynecological surgeons with no luck we were subsequently turned away from our first fertility clinic as a hopeless case wow depressed and heartbroken we were going to give up then decided to get a second opinion from the fertility clinic next door to my office free parking (laughs) That is a bonus. Uh, They did a hysteroscopy and were able to penetrate my cervix and later retrieve 26 eggs, which gave us six PGS normal embryos, three boys and three girls. Incredible. We did one fresh cycle with a boy, which unfortunately did not work. We immediately did a second frozen cycle with another boy. Can you tell we want a boy? Adding in lipid transfusions. Ever heard of that? It's like fat fat infusions to suppress your natural killer cells and acupuncture. Again, the round failed. Our doctor suggested trying a surrogate as the transfers with me weren't working. We think due to the difficulty slash trauma of getting past my rock hard cervix to transfer. Ooh. <laughs> uh, we had already spent so much on treatment so far that going through an agency for surrogacy would be a cost we could not afford. One drunken pub crawl night, my best friend from kindergarten, aforementioned podcast recommender, was hugging me, saying how unfair it was that we weren't able to have children and that she wanted to carry our baby. I told her to think about it, to talk about it with her husband, and that we should probably talk about it sober. Well, we did all that, saw a family therapist together. (laughs) Matt is fanning himself. Very hot. Uh, It is. I got to tell you, you would not be having surgery in this house right now. No, I would not. I mean, we can turn on the air, but you can hear it. That's okay. Um. We did all that, saw family therapists together, signed a 37-page contract, started Lupron, estrogen and progesterone, and transferred our last boy on May 23rd, about eight months after drunk convo. She is now 12 weeks pregnant with our son. Amazing. Who we currently refer to as Sugar. Whoa. <laughs> Named by our surrogate's daughter. Okay, that's weird. Crazy. 
All I have to say is science is truly amazing that we even have this option and having a selfless friend who would literally do anything for us has given us an opportunity we otherwise wouldn't have. I am sad that my body will not see a pregnancy, but seeing how smoothly everything goes when your body cooperates is a miracle. I know you're still early in your journey, but if you ever decide to go the surrogacy route, know that the option is there and it's a beautiful one. Keep podcasting and don't give up. Love you both. Thanks. Um, that is an amazing story. We got to find someone to carry for us. Well, I was just telling you that a few weeks ago, I ran into a friend who I hadn't seen in a while. She was also drunk, though. She was drunk. Mm, interesting. But she was like, how is it going? And I told her, you know, I caught her up on everything. And she was like, I will totally carry your baby. And I was like, wow, <laughs> like that's extremely generous of you. Thank you. And she's like, no, I'm completely serious. I will carry your baby. I love being pregnant. My boyfriend loves pregnant women. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Um, Sounds stable. She has a kid. Uh, so, you know, I, I guess I could revisit that with her if she, sure. if it, if it comes to that. Um, I hope it won't now that they've fixed my septum. <laughs> they have indeed. They have indeed fixed my septum. So theoretically, I mean, we're going to go back for the follow up and find out what happened, but we got some great color photos guys. Yeah. Um, no, but that's amazing. Like, I, I, that's amazing to have a friend like that. Uh, truly. I mean, it's, uh, I'm so, I'm thrilled you guys are having success so far with this pregnancy and I'm glad it's working out and I'm glad you have a friend who drinks and, uh, also, uh, doesn't drink during a pregnancy. Yeah. Um, I'm going to play another. Tell sugar we said hi. <laughs> so many sugars. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to play another voicemail. All right. Oops. Sorry, adjusting the volume. Okay. Hi, Matt and Jory. This is Carrie calling from Boston. Um, I've what, been listening what? for a while and um, just wanted to thank you guys so much for uh, your uh, your honesty and your vulnerability and um, all that comes along with this process. I think um, – you know, though sometimes talking about parking spaces is onerous. Um, it really, the, the pace of this podcast really does represent the true pace of what IVF, of the reality of IVF for um, most of us. So um, I think that there's real honesty in that. And um, so uh, thanks for sticking with us throughout the status quo and the less than status quo moments. Um, I was just calling to let you guys know how, Sorry, I am to hear about um, this new twist in your or the shifting of the goalpost. I think um, our quick stats on us: we've um, we have old eggs and dumb sperm um, as well, and uh, we've been we've had three. We've been trying for three years. We've had three failed IUIs, two rounds of IVF um, that resulted in uh, three normal PGS normal embryos, and then actually one failed uh, one PGS normal embryo failed in our last transfer. So we are we're actually having a CRA um, biopsy. Uh, in the next two weeks, or rather this week, um, mm. and so kind of the same, the same general boat. Um, I'm 35, my husband is 40. Um, anyway, guys, just wanted to say thanks and uh, hang in there. Um, Very. I feel sad. you on how yep. emotionally uh, raw this is, and um, just you know appreciate all the honesty you guys are bringing to this process. I think um, documenting it in real time is a it's a pretty powerful gift to give to um, people. 
uh, who are going through this, um, and we're all with you. And, um, you know, just um, no question other than stick with it um, and sending you guys a lot of love. Uh, all right. Uh, Matt, I hope you have a great trip to Boston in a little while. Uh, we'd love to welcome you. Um, the weather just got nice here. And, um, yeah. All right, guys. Take care. Hang in. We Bye. did hit the we hit the good weather week. We did. Um, I laughed in the middle of that because I just thought about her talking about us talking about this in real time and like just I know we've sort of touched on it before but it is very strange that this you know if we have a child it will be able to go back and listen to this yeah I hope they never do no I mean it's crazy (laughs) I hope that'd be like amazing I think for them to like hear their parents and their vibrant youth yeah. You know, before their dad lost all that weight. <laughs> <laughs> How's that going, by the way? Um, oh, so five o'clock in the morning. Let's talk about that. Yeah, let's talk Monday about 5 morning, a.m. It worked. We didn't even talk about that on the top of the... So, Dory's surgery... Oh, that's right. ...was day one of me getting up at five o'clock in the morning. Unfortunately, Dory could not go back to sleep after my alarm went off. Yeah. And she was mad at herself for allowing me to set the alarm. Oh, yeah, we totally alarm. forgot about that. Completely forgot about the fact that you were up since 5 o'clock yeah. without food. Yeah. Um, also, you didn't work out what, at 5. <laughs> yeah, what happened was I came out here. and uh, Here meaning the living room. Here, out here in the living room where we record the podcast and fell asleep on the couch. <laughs> So you didn't really get up at five. Did Bo come out? No. Bo stayed. Bo in stayed there. in the bedroom yeah. with me as I was tossing and turning. <sighs> it was bad. Trying to fall back. Didn't asleep. work out well, but I did do yoga, right? No, you didn't. Did I do it after? Not on Monday. I did it afterwards. Yeah, I think you did it afterwards. But you did come to the conclusion that you don't actually have to wake up at five. Yeah, I think five o'clock is crazy. I could. L- I can actually get up at six thirty and get everything done. Yeah. So five o'clock, hour and a half early, ridiculous. Yeah. Who? Whatever. Uh, week one of the diet went uh, pretty well. I'm doing slow carb, which is uh, extensively covered in Tim Ferriss's book, The Four Hour Body which I'm looking at on the bookshelf right there, right next to Bill James' Baseball Prospectus, which is a, an amazing baseball book. Um, yeah, I had a cheat day yesterday where I consumed 3,800 calories. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, rest of the week, I'm right around 1,700 a day. That's uh, not very many. Pretty high. That's what I'm supposed to, That's according to my fitness pal. That's what I should be having. I think that's too low for you. Uh, do you think I should bump it up to 1750 No, I think you should bump it up to like $1,900. Mm, anyway. Um, and you I, don't want to eat too little. I know. I think that's always been my problem when I'm trying to diet. I end up eating too little. I think you're eating too little. Anyway. Uh, so, as of uh, yesterday before the cheat day, I was down about three pounds for the week. Great. Had the cheat day. Mm-hmm. Put on two. Okay. Which is great result for a cheat day. It'll probably be gone tomorrow. Great. And then I start, you know, the week over. Okay. So anyway, that's that's the update on on my weight loss future child. Um, I'm gonna play a related voicemail. If you're listening to this future child, and it's after I've died, I want you to know. That you were probably worth it. 
this is getting <laughs> really weird. I just, you know, I just, you know. No, we are not. In case are not, future child is listening. This isn't like an open letter to our future child. Maybe it is right now. No, it's not. Uh, first of all, you uh, probably disappointed me at some point. Oh, my God. I'm playing this voicemail. Uh, Here we go. Can't believe you didn't become an Eagle Scout. I'm Andori. It's Laura, um, the large, overweight girl that was hit by a drunk driver. Um, I am very less laughy today, and I, I really composed myself this time before sending this voicemail. <laughs> she was very laughy. But I just listened to the podcast, and I listened to the email from the lady who suggested uh, PTSD and therapy. Uh, I do have a complete psychiatric team uh, that is attending to my needs, both for the weight loss and for just the stress of life and the stress of the car accident. Um, it, it's really hard just to work through. It's, it gets so emotional sometimes. So I just, I thank her so much. I will look into the, the hormones and the, oh, I said it's so weird, the hormones. The hormones and the cortisol levels. Um, I don't think that was ever brought up. Hmm. All right, and I just lost my train of thought. Um, okay, this is going downhill again. But thank you so much. Um, the support from both uh, Matt and Dory and the listeners has been great. Uh, thank you very much. Have a good day. Thanks, Laura. Yeah, thanks for checking in. Uh, Laura. Uh, if you can reach out to my future child after I've gone, uh, tell it how awesome I was. This is real Whoa. weird. <laughs> I'm imagining it, it listening and has headphones on and it's like looking at a picture of me having just lost me recently. Oh, you're God. still, you're alive, Dory. Don't you, worry no, about it. I don't you're want still alive. I don't, I don't want to go down this but road. But my future this is child weird. is looking at... And right now, in real life, after I've passed and the child is uh, it's grown at this point, but you're still alive and I, I'm gone, uh, hears you say, this is so weird, while you actually are in real life or saying, this is so weird. And that's pretty weird. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to read an email that is actually not <laughs> funny. Oh. So uh, I would appreciate it if you stopped laughing. All right. This is uh, the email that was posted in the Facebook group that I thought was so important that I reached out to the author of the email and asked if we could read it on the mm. air. Um, so here we go. And this is from Kendra. Uh, so she says, with our last round of IVF, we didn't have the money to do PGS. We were blessed to have a positive, And as I posted on here last week, we did the genetic blood test at 13 weeks. We got an all clear, 99% accurate for Downs. Therefore, our doctor didn't feel it was necessary to do a fetal scan until the 22nd week. Unlike with my first science baby, where it was done at week 13. At week 22, they didn't see a nasal bone but no one worried because I had a negative screening test came back again in a week, 23rd week, and they still couldn't find the nasal bone. So Tuesday we did an amnio Wednesday. We found out we were part of that fucking 1% and our son has downs 
moved to Friday and a cardiac echocardiogram to see if the heart is okay. And our sweet boy's heart has stopped. So now I must carry my sweet baby until Thursday when they can have the D and E procedure after all the hell we went through to have him. And now I have to know he is in me no longer growing and moving is just about killing me. Long and short is if you get the blood test and get a negative demand, a level two fetal ultrasound right away. Doctors today rely too much on the blood test and it is not a hundred percent. We need to be our own advocates and in the whole IVF process, I think we try, but then once we get a positive, some may think you've made it through the worst. I found out there is worse. I'm so wishing everyone an amazing, uh, positive and strength. Um, she says, and yeah, so, you know, she, I followed up with her and, you know, she was just saying that she feels like it's so important just to be aware of this because she, they had a false sense of security because they did all these tests and the doctors just did what they do. And she wishes she had followed her gut. Um, and she offered her email to anyone who wants to connect with her. So if you would like to be connected to Kendra, uh, please feel free to reach out and I will pass along your contact info. Um, so Kendra, we are so sorry that this happened. Um, this is a very sad situation and we are wishing you the best. Um, yeah, Dory and I were talking about this when we first saw yep. on the Facebook page and it was, uh, we, 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 we couldn't even imagine. Yeah. So, but you are in all of our thoughts and we are here for you. Yep. As I think are, are the rest of the listeners. Yep. All the eggheads. All the eggheads. Indeed. Um, so I feel like that's kind of a sad note. Um, so I'm going to read this other email. Okay. Do you think that's weird? To read another email now? Yeah. Or do you think we should just end with this? I think it's a nice, we're exhaling on Kendra. We're thinking about Kendra. Okay. And we can, we can, we can hit another email sure okay this is an update okay from Alyssa, uh-huh. the woman who thought she was a fraternal twin but turned out to be a nice michael <laughs> twin remember her yeah i do uh she said i wish i could answer the questions about why the fact that we were identical twins was in doubt for so long but my mother was vague when i asked her She said she always thought we were identical and was annoyed the doctors kept saying differently. We had our own sacs and placentas, but given that happens in a quarter of identical births as well, it seems a poor indicator of zygosity. We were born 17 minutes apart, which is a pretty long gap between twins, but didn't seem like proof of anything. I do remember the orthodontist of all people comparing our skull x-rays when we were getting braces and saying our skull structures were too different to be identical twins. After spending six years as a bone biologist, though, (laughs) that's cool. I now know many of the differences in our head shapes could have been a result of environmental factors. Whoa, really? Mm. That's crazy. Tight helmets? It may just be that 37 years ago, science knew less and they made certain assumptions that they shouldn't have. Thank goodness for this brave new world of genetic testing. Wow. That's crazy. Um, And Alyssa, send a photo of you and your twin. (laughs) You're really invested in this. I just need to like take a look and (laughs) tell you whether or not it's reasonable that anyone doubted it. Um, All right. I'm going to play one more voicemail. Sure. Hi, Matt and Dory. This is Christopher Finney. Just giving you guys a call. 
Uh, I'm sitting on the rooftop terrace at Cleveland Clinic overlooking the uh, downtown skyline of Cleveland. I've been getting some fresh air for my recovery. I had my second stage of my uh, colorectal surgery on past Tuesday. Mm-hmm. went actually very well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, I've been on the lotted, but I haven't been taking that for a while. So I can stop taking it. So now I'm just taking the Oxyrus liquid. Oxyrus, they're calling it Roxy, but whatever. Um, I've been taking that and looking at going home soon once I get my output down and you know, just figure I'd call and say hello and nice. thank you guys. Uh, Matt, you'll, you'll appreciate this. Is When I had my surgery, uh, they gave me a, a nerve block and of course that wore off about 24 hours later and when it did, it felt like I had been beaten in the stomach repeatedly by uh, baseball bats. Yeah. So it was a lovely, lovely feeling. Uh-huh. Uh, of course, I felt horrible because um, there's a kid in the room with me who just had his first round of surgery, and then when he saw how bad I was, it's like, oh shit, and I just be terrified of him. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just want to call him again, thank you guys for everything, and it might just be the fact that I'm, um, the, the, the oxy's kicking in, but nice. to all the people that uh, complain about not hearing enough IVF stuff, fuck them. <laughs> and your story isn't just about IVF. So, if you just talk about IVF, it's not really a story. It's just a freaking medical journal, basically. That's so, true. Yeah. keep on doing what you guys are doing. You're absolutely awesome. Um, I, I love you both dearly, and I wish you the best. Well, Bye-bye. thank you. And we wish you the best. Sorry about your butt. <laughs> oh, that's what that's my. If I were to write a card to you, that's what it would say. Oh. That's also, so nice. That is a, you know, when you have surgery like that to, uh, that feeling when it, uh, the pain meds are gone. Mm, that can't be fun. Ugh, it feels like a truck has run over you. It's insane. Ugh. It is insane. It's really ugh, not a fun time, no. but uh, glad he's doing well. I'm glad they let him up on the roof. Yeah, Christopher, I hope your recovery is going well. And I, actually, I lied. There was one more voicemail I wanted to play. Oh, boy. I've got a lot of voicemails this week, which I love. 413-461-BABY. And you can also... Something. Is that right? Yes. You okay. can also... You finally memorized it. Um, you can also leave us bonus episode voicemails. Just say that it's for the bonus episode. Oh, yeah. If you have any questions for us that aren't necessarily related to IVF, by all means, please ask them uh, for the bonus episode. We're going to be putting out a... Full full episode on the regular feed, uh, full bonus episode. If you'd like to hear half-hour bonus episodes, you can head over to patreon.com something something adventure. Uh, slash excellent adventure. There you go. Uh, uh, we're going to be recording this month's Patreon bonus episode tonight. No. Okay. We're recording it tomorrow night. We're recording it tomorrow night. And it will go up tomorrow night. It will go up tomorrow night. Um and I think we're gonna do the thing next month where we're gonna we're gonna lower the uh the dollar amount for the bonus episode Great. to ten dollars and then everyone at the twenty five dollar level and above will get two bonus episodes. Sounds like a lot of work, but yep. here we are. But we do it for our eggheads. <laughs> Here's a voicemail. Okay. Hi, Matt and Dory. This is Laura. I live in Michigan, and I love your podcast. I am not currently trying to have any more children, um, but I just kind of stumbled upon it, and um, I love it. And I love the support that everyone is giving each other in the Facebook group. The reason why I'm calling is I wanted to thank Matt 
personally for uh, mentioning Dan Bell's YouTube channel <laughs> because I didn't know about it before, and it's awesome. So thank you, and I'm totally addicted now. So good luck to you guys on what you're going through, and just keep doing what you're doing. We love it. You are. Hi, Matt. Oh, you're very welcome. Hi, Matt. What wow. is happening? Hi, Matt. You're yeah, really just sorry. plowing through it. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I cannot uh, tell you enough how uh, great I think Dan Bell is and how, much, how great his stuff is. And I think he was written up in the New York Times re- recently, very recently. Yeah, you were really ahead of the so curve on that. I feel like I was the flashpoint for Dan Bell. And uh, you're welcome, America. Uh, just you want to remind everyone what Dan Bell does? Uh, he makes videos on uh, YouTube. his YouTube channel. This is Dan Bell. And uh, he... He... The primary thing he's been doing has been, uh, it's called the Dead Mall series, where he goes to malls that are essentially dying and that, you know, there there may be six stores in a mall that used to have 150 stores. And he walks through the malls and videos and talks about the history of the mall and uh, what happened, why it ended up closing, when the big anchor stores closed, so on and so forth. He also does another one where he visits uh, disgusting motels you can check into. Uh, him and a, and uh, a couple other guys, and they go through the hotel like it's an episode of uh, Hotel Impossible. Does Anthony Marquero know about uh, this? I mean, he should. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, Dan Bell, check it out. Go to YouTube, check it out. Check out Dan Bell. Um, we're gonna do names again next week. We are. Yep. Okay. And I think that's about it. Great. Yeah. Great job, podcast. Thanks, everyone. Email us. Call us. Thanks. We love you. Thanks so much, future child. Oh, my God. Thanks for listening to your old man. He's never going to stop now. (laughs) Don't forget, sprinkle some of my ashes on Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, my God. What? Stop. (laughs) This is so creepy. It's very weird. Yes, it's very weird. And now it exists in perpetuity. Yes, I know. For this future child. Who I'm never telling about this podcast. I will tell them about it daily. Oh, God. Um, so thanks for listening to this podcast, Regina Myra. I gotta go. <laughs> or, or Falcor Myra. Just a wetter version of the sky. Turn this off. <laughs> Bye. Let's get a silver bullet trailer and have a baby boy. I'll safety pin this clothes all cool and you'll. Graffiti up his